Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. And want to start this one right out of the gate with a content warning, probably obvious from the title and summary. But we are going to be talking about orgies today. Finally. <laughs> it's an odd statement to say for work. Yes. And we're not going to go too in-depth or anything. And we're specifically focusing on news stories about orgies during the pandemic, not the stuff that might come to mind when it comes to things like uh, cults and orgies, um, or also just... Because now I want to do a whole episode on just this whole world of orgies. We're not really going to get too in-depth on that either. These could be future episodes. Today, just pandemic orgies. (laughs) You know. That's all. That's all. No big deal. So content warning for that. Um, And I did have a question for you, Samantha, and we discussed it beforehand, so I'm not springing it on you. I was curious if you've ever been asked to be in or been in a threesome or more sexual situation. So I've never actually been in that situation. I have been propositioned or hit on by couples to be a mm. part of something. And mm-hmm. I've never gone for that. I uh, guess I'm not very adventurous. My mm-hmm. own issues with sexual experiences is like, eh, that's too much right. for me, really. Um, it's hard enough for me to be naked in front of one person. Right. So that's kind of that whole big level. But no, I don't have an interesting answer to that. I, I really, I've gotten kind of a hit on a couple of times, proposition, but never actually gone through. You? Yeah, I, I've been asked... And one one time is one of those like memories that I just occasionally mull over about what was really going on there. Because one time this guy asked me to be in a threesome and this was in college and I think I was trying to be open to the idea, even though in the back of my head I knew the answer was going to be no. <laughs> but I was right. trying to be like, you know. Uh, so I asked like, who is the other person? And he said, well, it can be whoever you want it to be. And I was like, so you're, we're the basis of this and we're going to find someone else? And he was like, I'm just, what would make you more comfortable? Would it, you be more comfortable if it was someone you'd never met or someone you had met? And I, we discussed it for a while and I never came up with a good answer. But to this day, I'm like, what was going on there? <laughs> That's a Sex in the City episode. Is it really? <laughs> That's so great. Yep. I should have known. It always goes back to Sex in the City. You think he was doing Sex in the City? Uh, and I just didn't know sort it? Sort of. Not really. Because they don't ask that question, but it is like brought in. So it's this whole thing with Charlotte, who is probably the most naive of the four, dates a guy who wants to have a threesome. And so she has this whole discussion with all of them and they go about the round table about like who would they have it with? Would it be a stranger or would it not be? And of course, poor little Miranda gets left out altogether. It's a whole thing. Oh my. Maybe he'd seen that episode. Maybe. Interesting. I, I, I legitimately lie awake at night sometimes thinking about this, this moment. And then this is the same guy who came back to me like years later, we hadn't spoken to each other. And was very nice to me. And then at the end of the night, asked to be friends benefits. So could be. Dude does not take hints. <laughs> I will say, going through experiences being naive, for lack of a better term, I have become more suspicious. There was a time when 
if somebody was married and they started hanging out with me a lot, either person, I would just be like, well, they're married. But now, sometimes I'm like, either maybe somebody's trying to cheat or it's a threesome situation and they're figuring right. me out. And I, that does it. It's probably not the case, but I have started thinking it sometimes. I think that's part of the thing is once, once we make the mistake of believing that way of like, okay, they're married. They're off the table. We're good. We can be friends. And then things mm-hmm. start happening. And you, the one time that something happens, you're like, from then on, you're yep. suspicious and scared. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> suspicious and scared. So that's where we'll, we'll start off with this, this episode. <laughs> okay. So this has been something that's puzzling me throughout the pandemic. Samantha knows I've like occasionally brought it up. It's been on our ideas list oh, for a, a long lot time. More than I anticipated, than yeah. expected. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I just kept seeing all these news stories about cracking down on sex orgies. And I was just really curious whether or not this was a thing that was happening the whole time. And I'm just not in the orgy loop, which I'm very much not in the orgy loop. And to be clear, like, no kink shaming or shaming of sexual activities, as long as they're safe and formed consensual activities amongst adults. I just was really curious <laughs> about right. all these stories I kept seeing. So recently, the New York Department of Health updated their guidelines for having safe sex during the pandemic, which we talked about, including this line, quote, make it kinky, be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. Interesting. They heavily advise avoiding sex parties, but if you must, get vaccinated first and choose larger, more open, and well-ventilated spaces. Good to know. Good to know. And as you as you probably heard this story, these guidelines did make the rounds of people like, are you talking about glory holes, essentially? And what's a well-ventilated space I can have like a sex party in? After the so-called war on rimming, they also updated their guidelines in 2020 with, quote, the risk of spreading the virus through feces, parentheses poop, is thought to be low, though the virus has been found in the feces of people who have had COVID-19. Researchers needed to know if the virus can spread through sexual activities involving oral contact with feces, such as rimming. Um, I just wanted to include that because that came up in a lot of the, when I was searching this. So, what exactly constitutes an orgy? I thought there'd be like a much more straightforward definition, which I don't know if that was foolish of me, but from dictionary.com, it's, quote, wild or drunken festivity or revelry, especially involving sex with multiple participants. Or from Merriam-Webster, sexual encounter involving many people. Um, But there were a lot of like food and um, drinking aspects to it as well. I learned... There are several global sex party networks, many of which have had to adapt during the pandemic. Um, Virtual sex parties and online sex workshops, for instance. But plenty of illegal in-person sex parties have taken place during this pandemic, during these lockdowns too. Um, Some have tried to incorporate social distancing and vaccine requirements. In January of 2021, French police broke up a 100-person sex party taking place in a warehouse. In November of 2021, 41 people tested positive for COVID-19 after attending the Naughty Nolens Swingers Party in New Orleans, which is about 13% of the attendees. And the organizer went on to wrote, I wouldn't do it again if I knew then what I know now. It weighs on me and it will continue to weigh on me until everyone is 100% better. And the event did require temperature checks and masks. 
Also in November, a far-right anti-LGBTQ plus Hungarian diplomat got busted for attending an illegal lockdown orgy with 20 other men. A few have been broken up in New York, 80 people at a sex club in Queens, more than 200 were detained at an illegal sex party in Los Angeles. Atlanta sex clubs Trapeze in the Loft were featured in one of these articles about these. It described the experience at these sex clubs and it was something I had no idea about, just a world I had no idea about. Customers had to sign a document that read, we understand that we are using the club's facilities during a worldwide COVID-19 pandemic and understand and accept all risk and consequences thereof. People who work at these clubs across the country reported high interest during this time and theorized it might have to do with a newfound appreciation of being close to other people. Um, and as I was reading through these, of course, I thought of fan fiction because a lot of people use this term touch-starved, which I've never actually heard. I should have known it's an actual thing, but mm-hmm. in fan fiction, a lot of people use touch-starved. And that's what a lot of people were describing is they felt like they'd been missing That's not touch. just a fan fiction word, just so you know. I know. I've learned through this orgy research, (laughs) Samantha, that my world of fan fiction is not the first and foremost. (laughs) There are other Well, it's also something that could be applied to young children who aren't physically touched and don't, Mm. is not aware of like parental cuddles and hugs and emotions. So it's actually more more scientific than just. Yes. I have learned. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned. Cuddle parties are, yes, also booming. And some people were saying it's related to the same thing. And these articles talked about those as well and described those as well. Others described sex orgies amongst friends, which I find really interesting. Again, that kind of goes back to, would you be comfortable? Would you be more comfortable doing it with people you knew or didn't know? Right. Which I think is probably pretty personal. (laughs) Actually, definitely very personal. (laughs) Very personal, yes. Yes, and I also learned about podcast Apalooza, a quote where sex is not just celebrated, but embraced with style. And they sound like a super inclusive, supportive event. I went to their website um, and I was really impressed, to be honest. I also learned about FOGO, which is fear of going out. And I was like, yes, that is what I have. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that what we would talk about when I'm like, hey, Look, the Delta variant is happening, and I'm putting myself in quarantine again. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Pretty much. Genevieve Lejeune, founder of Skirt Club, a woman's only sex club, said in an interview, quote, the pandemic has definitely boosted women thinking about themselves and having the time now to consider their own pleasures. I think there are a lot of realizations for women who question their sexuality but are afraid to act on it. This realization of, I want to live my life fully now and I'm not going to listen to what others think or say. Go ahead, ladies. You find that. You find that pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um... And a lot of people who have participated in these sex parties have said that it's not an activity, but more of a lifestyle. And they've also pointed out that they are more judged for breaking COVID regulations because of what they're doing than thousands of people at a rave, for example, which is not a you know direct comparison. But I see the point, even if, yeah, there's still right. not a direct comparison, but I see... The point. Yeah. What they're trying to uh, make, yeah. Just anything in crowded spaces makes me worried anyway, so there's that. Right. <laughs> An anonymous user from Paris wrote to Motherboard at Vice, quote, the health situation cannot suppress the irrepressible desire to f- 
That's right. I feel like that could be put on a a pillow. Someone stitched that for me. (laughs) Another quote from someone Gabriel Geiger at Vice Interviewed stated, I think people have a clear need for social connection and meeting. Everything is closed. People are alone. We cannot, you see, stay with cages around our pussies. And you know, dicks forever. Now, at least in France, we are vaccinating people. Yeah. Um... And then when the, when the pandemic first appeared to be easing in the U.S., sex parties were on the rise, including boobs cruises or cruises that encourage people to walk around naked. I just made Samantha do a spit take. Uh, this is, I did not uh, warn her there, about this. <laughs> listen, there's this, my 12-year-old immature self reading all of these things. It's just like, what is happening? This is, again, this feels like what a 12-year-old would joke about. Right. And their fantasies and and then talking about this out loud as an actual thing that's been created. I'm like, you know what? 12-year-olds are innovative. <laughs> well, that's actually a point I wanted to make because it's clear that we're we're kind of poking fun at some of this and not not really at the people in general, but the reporting on it. Because as we talked about in that episode on sex birds, like that we have such a taboo and it's so hard for us to talk about sex. And, and me in particular, like right. I couldn't get through that list of words right, without blushing and giggling. And that was part of my whole fascination with this where I wanted to know more because I was like, I did kind of think it was, you know, in the minds of 12-year-olds. I knew it happened. I just right. wasn't quite familiar with the numbers or the people behind it. And speaking of, the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University and Love Honey released a study fairly recently that found, quote, 20% of people were more likely to attend a sex club this year than before the pandemic, 26% of men and 14% of women, while 55% say they're less interested and the other 25% have the same level of interest. If you're curious, which I was, pre-pandemic, about 6.3% of men and 5.2% of women had been to a sex party or swingers club. I think my whole thing about the way that it's reported is they are making it sensationalized by bringing yes. up the more tongue in cheek. Most likely, the groups who are like making fun of this themselves, but creating an outlet for themselves, as in like they're making fun of our perceptions, as in sure. the outsider's perceptions. So therefore, oh, yeah. it is a literal joke on the rest of us in this route. Yeah. As a naive individual, it feels shocking. But it's not right. in reality. And the fact that as long as, again, it's safe and everybody is consensual, there's nothing wrong with this, except no. for, once again, it needs to be Informed. safe. And that includes pandemic stuff. But it is yeah. an interesting level of, like, how are we reporting it? What are we looking mm-hmm. at? And yes, and are we making it even more taboo, finding a reason to make it more taboo because of the pandemic? Right. And I, I, I will shout out, there's an article, the one that actually was in Atlanta, and I apologize, I can't remember the author, but she she wrote about going to trapeze in the loft. And so she went and like did it, and it wasn't her first time or whatever. And, and she was talking about specifically during the pandemic, what was it like? But I appreciated that it was coming from the point of view, like she wasn't a frequent goer, but she'd been and was into it, was open to it, and talked about her experience. And I think a part of it too like you said, for a lot of us, that does feel very um, sensationalized or perhaps taboo. But for someone like me, who's definitely um, like not into sex, reading about it just felt like I've only seen this in movies. 
And of right. course, in our entertainment, it's wild. And right. um, she, it was interesting to read about like the logistics of things and the expectations of things. It was just, I hadn't heard about it from someone who's in that world. <laughs> right. And one of those locations was shocking to me because I just know of it as a music venue. So I was like, what? What? Oh, where is this mm-hmm. at? So... But let's go back to the studies for just a second, because most (laughs) studies conducted during the pandemic on sex life and health have found decline and a pretty decent one. Rates of masturbation have gone up, however. So some studies have found women expressed increased sexual desire during lockdown than men, which is interesting. That is interesting. I think it was like a 10% generally. It was like a 10% higher interest. But I kind of wonder if that's playing on... Some of the stuff we've talked about around, uh, like, I don't know if toxic masculinity is the right word, but how there's this expectation that men will want sex and will find sex. And when you're like, the world is your oyster and you're not in quarantine, then there's more pressure. Whereas for women, it's kind of the opposite. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I, I just found that really interesting. And again, it may go back to the whole loneliness factor. Yeah. When Definitely. women are uh, kind of in whatever may be the reason, uh, we're we're not in touch with many people. We don't even see our friends. All of that, that mm-hmm. whole needing mm-hmm. again, touch starving, being starved of touch, in in general, which is translated to well, I, I really need, I need some sex. That means mm-hmm. I get to be touched and cuddled on. You know, one of my favorite right. lines from Sex in the City <laughs> is the line: "I just want him to lay on me." I just need his body to lay on me. Like, she's not even mm. talking about sex. But that was kind of that level. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I definitely, and that became one of my phrases for a while. I'm like, I just need someone to lay on me. Like, it just, <laughs> it became a thing. And it could, maybe that loneliness pushed it up a little bit. I could see that for sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, we started with Sex in the City. Let's end with Sex in the City. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me do this. Yes, I'm always happy, happy to to have the Sex in the City context around these things. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, have safe sex always, COVID-wise, and always, always-wise. And listeners, we would love to hear from you. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Uh, you can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Be safe. <laughs> yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 